Hi there, I'm Pastor Mary Jean Pigeon with the Restoration of Women's Virtues, restoring women to their original power and purpose, amen? And we've had many episodes in the past, if you wanna go back and look them up there, uh, where we've talked about our role as women and the volume of the book that that's written for us. And we've never really understood it like God intended us to understand it. So that's what this program's all about, is to help us and encourage us as women to um, not feel less than, but to understand our power and our purpose. Amen. I was uh, remembering a, 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 a teaching I heard the other day. I think it was by David Barton. <clears throat> He's talking about the, the, the roar of the lion, and it's called Run to the Roar. And he was saying that the lion, the male lion and the female lion, get on two different sides of a field, and the the male lion will roar and the roar is so intense that it scares the animals and they run away from the roar. But actually he said the female is the, goes in for the kill and she's on the other side. They run away from the male roar and into the female kill. And uh, I thought that was interesting that, that um, we want to be strong as women because we play a, we're not, not in for the kill, but uh, maybe on the part of the devil, that's for sure. And so uh, we have a sensitivity to the unseen realm. We have a sensitivity to the demonic realm, and and we will pick up on it and be able to deal with it quickly if we are trained in our purpose. And so that's what this program is really all about. You know, one of my favorite sayings is, the moral state of the nation reflects the spiritual state of its women. That's a very um, strong statement to think about if you look at our country and the morality, the immorality in our country, and to think that as women, we could change that. You know, we could, we could make a big difference in that. So the moral state of our nation is reflecting the spiritual state of its women. And I don't know about you, but I, I want to grow and understand my point and my purpose and I don't want to get to the end of my life and find out that my ladder has been against the wrong wall. And so um, that's why uh, I've written the books. This book is my, my testimony. As I was learning the volume of the book, it's written for me as I was learning that, as I was walking with the Holy Spirit and seeking His face as to what He wants from me as a female. And then this book is a book that is put together as a workbook so that you can find the scriptures and fill in the blanks and, and learn it as I did. So greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world. And I love this picture with the, the little kitty cat looking into the, into the mirror and sees, sees the lion. I guess that's why I started off with run to the roar. And then we have self-control. This is a great statement. Self-control is a byproduct of spirit-inspired vision. And it derives its strength from the joy of having purpose. So that's another point of these episodes that we do on Restoration of Women's Virtues. Normally, my friend, my, my daughter-in-love, uh, or my adopted daughter-in-love, if you will, Miss Chesley is with me. But I'm flying solo today. So... Um, She's got busy with church, church work. And so um, it'll be just us. And we're going to look at some things about Deborah. She was a prophetess in Israel. 
But first, I want to show you a few scriptures. Self-control is a byproduct of spirit-inspired vision, and it derives its strength from the joy of having purpose. So when you and I find out our purpose, the purpose, position, and power that God has ordained us to walk in, then we have the self-control and and, and, and it gives us the strength and self-control to fulfill that purpose. And here we have a little, um, uh, another slide with the lion and the lioness. And this, this came years back where it, the, the footnote under it was, this is proof that there's marriage in the animal kingdom. And I put out here, be sure to exercise that self-control because we are powerful beings as female. Our influence is strong. Our, um, the part that we play can be so strong and we have to pull back and come up under and be gentle with what we bring to the table. Otherwise, we look like that female lioness blasting the male lion. So uh, we don't want to do that. We want to learn how to deliver our part in a gentle and kind way. Amen. And in Hebrews, these, these are some of the things that we've looked at over the last few weeks. In Hebrews 10, 7, it said, this was the scripture that when I was seeking the Lord about how he wanted to live his life through me as a female, he gave me this scripture and, and it made me realize this scripture in Hebrews 10, 7. It made me realize that if, if Jesus could be in the same position that I was as a female, in, a, in what we in the world system would consider a secondary position, if Jesus could fulfill that unto the Father, then why, why am I too good to fulfill that? It really helped me through the issues of submission and uh, looking at the female role as a lesser part. And I've come to understand, ladies, that our role is, is powerful. It's headship, helpership. The male, the female, made in the image of God, and our part is as important as the other. You can't have one without the other. You have to have them both. It's like two two sides of the same face. And so uh, in Hebrews ten seven, it said, Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do thy will, O God. And he said uh, he didn't want uh, sacrifices and offerings. He wanted us to come in the volume of the book. So if you're born a male or you're born a female, that's the first part of the volume of the book. And then God has destiny for each one of us individual, individually. But um, the first place we start is either being born as a male or a female. And there are job descriptions, if you will, for each position. And neither one is more important than the other. And that's what I want to that's what I want us to understand, that our part is as powerful and as important as the male's is. But it's different, and so we need to understand that. It also, we, we looked at the helpership role in the next slide where it says, I will make him and help me for him. I will make him and help me for him. And the word for was to the front of, stand boldly opposite, to manifest and make clear, and to place a matter high and conspicuous. So we are to, um, it also talks about us standing boldly out opposite. And it's translated, the word for, translated to declare and to tell throughout the rest of the Old Testament. So basically, ladies, we were brought forth to declare and to tell. And isn't it interesting, if you fast forward to the New Testament, that the spin on our 
volume of the book that we were written for. That spin that they put on it is a woman to keep quiet in the church. And there are scriptures that say that, but that scripture is talking to the foolish chatter that women would get involved in, not her participating in spiritual things. So uh, it denotes uh, that we are to stand boldly out opposite and to declare and to tell. And so sometimes, you know, we're looked on as the weaker, the weaker part. But um, it also says in, in 1 Corinthians 12 that God's, in, in our weakness, his power is more perfectly performed. So, hey, I'll be the weaker part because that's where the power of God's going to flow. So don't, fear not, ladies. Our part is as valuable and as powerful as the male part. But it takes the two of us coming together and agreeing in things and finding that place where the full image of God is manifested through our harmony and our agreement with one another. That's so important. And that's, we live this out in the home, the family. That's what the family trains us in these, in these roles. So then when you come to work and you have a boss and you have an employee or you go to church and you have the pastor and you have the uh, congregants, uh, you know how to behave because you've been trained in the home. That's, that's why the breakdown of the family is so serious because there's, there's a whole other world out there that the kingdom of God is rising up in. You know, when Jesus came, he came to reestablish the kingdom. It was established in the garden in the, in the early days, in the beginning. And then Jesus came and reestablished it. He took the sin of the world on his back and he reestablished and planted his life as a seed for the kingdom of God. And so when we find the role of the book that's written of us and we begin to live out kingdom principles, then uh, uh, we're participating in rebuilding the kingdom in the earth with the Lord. And I, I just want to tell you that the, this this earth is falling apart. It's It's not going to be anymore. The financial realm, the physical healing realm, all of these things, the way the world system, I like to say there's two systems. There's a kingdom system and there's a world system. The world system is cratering and it doesn't take much for you to realize that. But the kingdom is is building strong. You know, uh, there's a scripture in the Old Testament that says David Saul's kingdom grew weaker and weaker, and David's kingdom grew stronger and stronger. Well, the kingdom of God is is growing stronger and stronger, and the kingdom of the devil is getting weaker and weaker. And that's why it's important that we understand how the kingdom of God functions, the the principles and the patterns that they function by, and we can find those right here in the in the Word of God. And another thing about being in the helps ministry or the helpership role. I almost hate to call it that, but that's what it is. It's the helpership role. Because just the sound of that makes it sound so weak. But then again, in our weakness, his power is more perfectly performed. So when we're weak, we're strong. And uh, in Hebrews 11.33, it's talking about faith, talking about the men of faith in all through the 11th chapter of Hebrews. And it says, who by the help of faith subdued kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promised promise blessings, and closed the mouth of lions. So the help of faith. So as in the helps ministry, in the helpership role, 
I will make for him a help meet. You're going to need faith. It's going to take a lot of faith. You know, um, one thing I realize is it takes more faith to receive God through somebody else than just you yourself hearing from the Holy Spirit. Because you, if you're just hearing from the Holy Spirit, you know what you think you heard. But someone else telling you they heard from the Holy Spirit, now you've got to have more faith to believe them than just to believe what you're feeling. So the help of faith will subdue kingdoms. But the help of faith, so the helps ministry, your helpership role is going to take a lot of faith. And, and I wanted to read um, that scripture in Hebrews 11 um, in the Passion Translation where it says in the same verse, through faith's power, they conquered kingdoms and established true justice. Their faith, now listen to this, this is good. Their faith fastened onto their promises and pulled them into reality. Their faith, so as a, as a let's back up the tape and say, as a female, born again, spirit-filled female, wanting to please God, wanting to walk in the ways of God, wanting to know how God wants to express himself through me as a female, and then I discover that I will make a help meet for him. So I'm in the help meet volume of the book. The volume of the book that is written to me is help meet because I'm a female. And that's what God said in Genesis in the beginning. Male and female, he created them. And the, the male, the man, male and female man, human being is all through Genesis chapter one. It's the human being. But then when it came to Genesis chapter 2.18, God said, it's not my best that the, may, the human being should be alone. I will make for him and help meet. And he took the woman out. And the next time you see the word man, it's a male, M-A-L-E, male. So he extracted, I think he just took the heart of the, the, the human being, took the heart part out, built her up so she could declare and to t- tell because the human being in, in originally was missing something. And he needed, I like to say it this way, that God separated his powers. He separated his powers because they were going to function better when they could talk to one another and come into agreement with one another. So in a sense, the male and female aspect of who God is got pulled apart and then they were to come back together in agreement with one another. So so through faith's power, they conquered kingdoms and established true justice. Their faith fastened on to uh, premises on the promises and pulled them into reality. It was faith that shut the mouth of lions. So you can see we're going to need faith in our help ministry. It was faith that shut the mouth of lions, put out the power of raging fire, caused many to escape certain death by the sword, in their weakness, their faith imparted power to make them strong. Faith sparked courage within them, and they became mighty warriors in battle, pulling armies from another realm into battle array. I just, I just really like that because, ladies, pulling armies from another realm into battle array, we, uh, we saw in some of our earlier episodes in Genesis 1.16 where it says this, the greater light, talking about the sun and the moon, the greater light 
had dominion over the day and the lesser light had dominion over the night. So we know that that was a picture of the male and female role from our earlier lessons. And in Psalm 19, 1, it says, the heavens are declaring the glory of God. The New Testament tells us that the man is the glory of God. The woman is the glory of the man. So the sun and the moon kind of represent those the volume, the male-female positions, if you will. And the moon is referred to as a female in, in other cultures. And the sun is referred to as a male in other cultures. And they worship them as gods. We're not to do that. They're just out there as, as, as signs and pictures of spiritual truths. And the spiritual truth is God is male and female, and we're made in his image. And then we're looking at our role as a female, the volume of the book that it's written for us, and the male's role as a male, the volume of the book that's written for them. When we understand our individual parts, then we can come together and and be a, a, a pair, if you will, and the full image of God. You don't have the full image of God unless you have the male and the female. You can't just have all women or all men. Uh, you have to have the full image of God to get the full image of God. You have to have both. Faith sparked courage within them and they became mighty warriors in battle, pulling armies from another realm in battle array. And I was talking about the moon being a picture of the, the volume of the woman and that they had, the moon has a dominion, has a, a rulership in the darkness. And, and this, this talks about having faith to pull armies from another realm. That's where you would be pulling in, you know, the angel armies, the Lord of hosts. That's called the angel armies. And we have a sensitivity, ladies, that we can, we, we have a sensitivity to that realm. See, from Genesis 1, we can see in Genesis 1, 16, there are two different realms out there. There's a natural realm, a daytime, a natural realm that you can see in, and there's a supernatural realm or a spiritual realm that you can't see in. It's not obvious. It has to be sensed. And we have an anointing for sensing some things that are not seen. And so um, sometimes you, uh, you know, when I was learning all this, we had three boys. I always laugh and say, I had a husband, three sons, and even the dogs at our house were male. So me being a female, I was the odd man out. And uh, I was having to learn. They would all like, I was learning that when I sensed something, I wasn't always wrong. They might have thought I was wrong and they might have liked to discount what I was saying, but I wasn't always wrong. So I want you to know that sometimes as a female, that's your, your God-like anointing functioning. There's a perception there. You have a sensitivity to the unseen realm. It's okay. Now you have to be careful with that because it's not, sometimes it could be bad pizza or pizza from the night before. So you have to be careful and you have to submit it, if you will, and be gentle about presenting it to whoever you need to present it to. So... Through faith, here's another one talking about the help minister, the helpership role, the volume of the book. I will make it help meet for him. Uh, we can see a picture. One of our role models in the Bible and the scriptures is Sarah. Did you know her name means chief in, in um, 
Prince. And I mean, it's a royal name and it's a strong name. And, um, but it says in Hebrews 11, 11, through faith, also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. And I want to uh, share a little Bible study with you on that. But um, in the Passion Translation, that same scripture reads this way. Sarah's faith embraced the miracle power to conceive even though she was barren and was past the age of childbearing. For the authority of her faith rested in the one who made the promise and she tapped into his faithfulness. I might read that again. Sarah's faith embraced the miracle power. See, in the King James, it says, through faith also Sarah herself received strength. Well, the word strength there is dunamis, the miracle working power. Uh, you will receive power from on high when the Holy Spirit has been come upon you. Remember, Jesus told his disciples that. You will receive power from on high. That power is dunamis. And uh, the dunamis, she's saying... Sarah's faith embraced the dunamis, the miracle power. By faith, she embraced it. She took hold of it to conceive even though she was barren. You know, that she's 90 years old, barren all of her life. And yet, now listen what she received. She received strength. She didn't just receive the seed. She received the miracle working power to, to conceive the seed even though she was barren in past age for the authority of her faith. And that comes in the King James. It says, when, because she judged him faithful, and we'll look at that word judged in just a minute, because she judged him faithful who had promised. The authority of her faith rested in the one who made the promise and she tapped into his faithfulness. This is a real important part. If we'll look at our next slide, the word where it said uh, through faith, Sarah also received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child because she judged him faithful. The word judged there is the same word that we find in James chapter one and two. My brother encountered all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. The word judged there is count. Uh, is the same word in James one, two as count. And that's a real weak way uh, of saying it because literally it means to lead or to go before, to be a leader, to have rule over and be a governor. You can see how this word, she judged him faithful and, and James, my brethren, count it all joy, judge it all joy, put a demand on joy, be a governor and have authority and call... Put a command in, in the word judge there. Uh, Stephen's probably having a hard time keeping up with me today because I'm going back and forth from one slide to the other. So to rule, to command, to have authority over a prince of regal power, a governor. So when she, 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 when it says count it all joy, it means put a demand on, command joy. And that's what Sarah did over here in, in 11.11. She judged him faithful. And in, in the, the, the um, Passion Translation says, for the authority of her faith rested in the one who'd made the promise. And she tapped 
into its faithfulness. How? She put a demand on it. She really was, uh, God is faithful. He's going to be faithful. But we have to rise up and put a demand on that faithfulness. Amen. We have to rise up and put a demand on the faithfulness. And so that's what Sarah did. She received the miracle working power of God by putting a demand on faithfulness. You, you know, the thing I want to show you in James chapter one, which has spoken to me through the years, is my brethren counted all joy. Well, joy is um, uh, a part of the fruit of the spirit. Joy, the part of the fruit of the spirit. And one, one, one minister explained it like this. It's called the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit. And so it's like an orange and there's sections. It's all, all an orange, but there's different sections of the orange. Well, the fruit of the spirit is all the fruit. I mean, it's, it's all the spirit, but it's the, it's in different. There's love, there's joy, there's peace, there's patience, there's gentleness, there's kindness, there's faith. There's meekness, there's temperance. So it's all the fruit. It's not the fruits, it's the fruit. So for me, when I see my brethren count it, put a demand like Sarah did on her faith to the, the miracle on the miracle working power of God, be a leader to love or joy or peace or patience. Which one do you need at the time? If you're in today's world, we need joy. And, and God is wanting us to rejoice and be joyful because it strengthens us. So we, we just say we can put a demand on joy. We can put a demand on our faith. We, we have to put a demand on things and, and God will respond to that. He's always faithful. God is full of joy and he will release it when we put a demand on it. But it's not like just think about joy. You know, that scripture in James 1, my brethren, count it all joy, or part of it means to esteem joy. Think about joy. Well, you got to do more than think about it. You got to believe for it. You got to put a demand on it. You have to lead it to the right place and put it somewhere. You have to uh, command it. I like that word, to rule and command. Put a demand on joy. Command joy. Joy, come forth. (laughs) Love, come forth. Peace. Be still in Jesus' name. I mean, we have, to, we have to rule and reign over ourselves. And as women, be in the helpership role. We've got to be strong in these things, ladies. Be strong in these things because the person you're the help meet to needs you to be strong in these things. And we're going to look at Deborah. Uh, probably have to wait till next week now. But in Judges chapter 4 and 5, you might be reading up on that. And Deborah, and no, I just noticed today that Barack is in the um, chapter 11, which is the faith heroes of the Old Testament, the faith heroes. And Deborah was his counterpart. She was his helpmeet. And now I don't know that they were married. I'm not talking about that, but that's, we'll talk about that next week. But, um, but she was the helper that God used in Barack's life. And so even though we're not the headship, uh, we can be, we can fulfill our anointing because they're both anointed. Headship, helpership, they're anointed. They're both the image of God. And so, you know, if you're, if you're, I don't care what your job is, if you will do it under the anointing of God with the presence of God, 
in the presence of God, as unto the Lord, I guess the Bible says. If you do it like that, it can change lives. It will change world. And the smallest little task, it could be a small task. But let's just start rejoicing and appreciating and enjoying the Lord in whatever we find ourselves, wherever we find ourselves. Let's just enjoy the Lord and let him be present with us in that place. Amen. You know, I was reminded today, and I want to close with this, um, that, that a few weeks ago, and I think I had a friend that I was talking with the other day, and um, uh, I gave her this scripture, and it really blessed her too. And I, I think it's a good place for us to um, close the program, but also apprehend, lay hold of this scripture for this year. We saw last week where it's 2021, 20 is expectancy, but 21 is three times seven. Three is divine completion. Seven is spiritual perfection. I just believe the Holy Spirit's going to be perfecting a lot of things and completing areas in our life and bringing us into to the, to the promised land, if you will, in a lot of areas that we've struggled to get to and haven't been able to make it. Maybe prayers that don't, don't seem to have been answered yet. But um, this is a good scripture. This is a good prayer in 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 5, verse 23. And this is the Amplified. And so let's pray this over ourselves for this year. This is an exciting year. Let's keep it an exciting year. Don't let what's happening in the world system distra- distract you or de- detract you from commanding joy. Put a demand on the love of joy, the love of God. Put a demand on the joy of the Lord. Put a demand on your faith. And, you know, we have to rule over our emotions by faith. And if we're going to be a good helpmeet, we need to be in good order. <laughs> Nothing worse than an old draggy helpmeet uh, that, that's depressed and, and woebegone all the time. So we want to be in good shape. Amen. This is 1 Thessalonians 5.23, Amplified. And I pray it for all of us, myself included. I pray it to those here in the hearing of my voice right now. Receive this. Receive this. And may the God of peace himself sanctify us through and through. Separate us from profane things and make us pure and holy, consecrated to God. May our spirit, soul, and body be preserved, sound, and complete, and found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who is calling us, see, God is faithful to himself and utterly trustworthy, and he will also do it, fulfill his call by hallowing and keeping us. He will also do it. All we have to do is say, Lord, I want to, I want to walk in your ways. I want to go with you on this. Please help me. Amen. And we just prayed that. May the God of peace sanctify us wholly, spirit, soul, and body, separating us from the profane things of this world. The Holy Ghost will do the work if we'll just let him. Amen. God bless you. I'm so glad to be with you today. Uh, We miss Miss Chesley, but she'll be back probably next week. So God bless you. Make comments. Share Share the program with other people. And we'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to this podcast. We also live stream on Facebook and YouTube on Thursdays at noon. Hope to see you there.